When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello. Welcome back to Morgan's Pop Talks, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. What a huge week, you guys. It has been a week, of course. We had Tammy on a bonus pod this week. You know, if you are a Bachelor Nation member and you missed Tammy's interview, you're definitely going to want to go listen to that. She spilled some tea about why she broke up with the Bachelor franchise. If you haven't listened to it, we also discussed the latest revelations with the Clayton drama. And I am happy to tell you all that we will not be discussing disgusting. (laughs) I meant to say disgusting, but that's truly how I feel about the whole thing. We will not be discussing Claygate, TikTokgate, whatever it is that you want to call it, because we discussed it all with Tammy and we're moving on. Other big things that happened this week that's not going to be in the pop three. Hello, David and I got an immigration lawyer. (sighs) Lawyers, money, you gotta love it. Now, If you're new to the pod and you don't know, my fiance is in London. He is a British citizen, which means when trying to move to the United States is a big old pain in the butt. And just in order to ensure maybe a smoother transition and a quicker transition, it does not hurt to get a lawyer and it's not going to completely break the bank. So praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We are living our best life over here. Hey, the Kardashians premieres on Hulu today. Now, I originally didn't put Kim, Chloe, Courtney, Chris, Kendall, or Kylie in the episode out of spite because I was not invited to any press events. Best of luck to you, girlies. But then Chloe, 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 Chloe admits to photoshopping true into Disneyland pictures. So let's get into it, shall we? Your pop three. Let's start with the Photoshop heard around the world. Khloe Kardashian has admitted to Photoshopping a photo of True in Chicago at Disneyland. This rumor started a while ago. I think this TikTok came out on December 31st of 2021. And it was, I have no idea if I'm saying this TikToker's name correctly, Myochondrial Membrane. Sounds like something that I learned in science class, but posted this TikTok story about how she thought these photos of Chicago and True at Disneyland were photoshopped because Chicago was like a little blurry in the pictures and even True's body was a little distorted, but then her face was like crystal clear. And there's a whole bunch of evidence if you go look at that TikTok. So Chicago and Stormy were at Disneyland together. 
But the photo was not of Stormy. It was True's head. Yes, it's a collective why from everybody across America that keeps up with the Kardashians. We thought maybe it was a conspiracy based in reality because when you look at the photos, you can tell that it's off. Like you can, it looks like a sticker, you know, but we never thought that anybody would ever bust them or that they would have to openly admit that they did this. But the receipts came through when Chloe accidentally let it slip in a video on her Instagram story this week that she took True to Disneyland for the first time this week to celebrate her turning four. Which, sidebar, did you guys see the video of Northwest telling True that turning four sucks? She's like, Happy birthday, True. Four sucks. And I'm like, girl, so does four through 29. So, and I mean, poor True, her whole childhood is going to be a lie. She's going to grow up and see all these photos of her in all these places and none of it's going to be real. When people started to call Chloe out on it, she said, well, I effed this one up. Anyways, let's focus on something else with a crying laughing emoji. And then she says, our show airs in a few days. Girl, Chloe. What is happening here? Can someone be clinically addicted to Photoshop? Because I think Chloe is. And is Chloe to blame? Because the photo was posted on Kim's page. So did Kim just really want to post this photo of Chicago and Kylie didn't want the picture of Stormy? So they're like, oh, what are we going to do? Let's just Photoshop True's face and throw it up there because the picture is that important. Is the picture that important though? And I want to know who Photoshopped the picture like was it chloe or does that go to an assistant of some sort like here tracy can you please photoshop my four-year-old daughter's true's face on stormy so that we can post this photo on instagram it's insanity it is insanity like she realizes that this is nuts right because she says let's focus on something else which i hate i hate it chloe You cannot just brush it under the rug as if you didn't just Photoshop your four-year-old's face on a family member's body. It's bizarro land, you guys. I feel bad for True. She's going to grow up and think her childhood was some sort of fever dream. She's going to be like, oh, I didn't didn't go to Disneyland when I was three with my bestie, Shy. That was Storm. Like, could you imagine looking back on photos of your childhood and your mom being like, oh, no. That wasn't it. It is the wild, wild west out there. The Kardashians premieres today on Hulu, so have at it. Moving on to headline number three, J-Lo is revealing more of her engagement details to Ben Affleck 2.0. She spilled all the deeds in her newsletter on the J-Lo. That's one way to get people to subscribe. She was taking a bubble bath when it happened. She also shares that it was totally unexpected. I mean, I would really, truly hope so. I would hope that if you were in the bathtub, you would not be like looking at the door, just waiting for Benny boy to come in and pop down on one knee while you're exfoliating with the loofah. You know what I mean? JLo wrote Saturday night while at my favorite place on earth in the bubble bath, my beautiful love got on one knee and proposed. The bath is also my favorite place in the whole entire world. So I'm not going to be judgmental. I just, the visual is really throwing me off. Like, did she just stay laying down? Did she come out of the bathtub? I just am so 
curious as to what went on in that bathroom. She continued by saying that she just looked in his eyes, smiling and crying at the same time, trying hard to get my head around the fact that after 20 years, this was happening all over again. I was quite literally speechless. And he said, is that a yes? I said, yes, of course, that's a yes. J-Lo said it being a simple proposal made it all the more romantic. She said I was smiling so big, tears were coming down my face, feeling so incredibly happy and whole. It was nothing fancy at all. Clearly, J-Lo, we know you were in the bathroom. But she said, but it was the most romantic thing I could have ever imagined. Just a quiet Saturday night at home. Two people promising to always be there for each other. Two very lucky people who got a second chance at true love. Okay, I mean, damn, J-Lo, what a good storyteller. Like, who's crying? Are you crying? Because I'm crying. I also don't subscribe to the theory that you can't ever get back together with an ex because I did it and I'm now going to marry him. J-Lo did it 20 years later. Now listen to me. Are you listening? Do I need to tap the microphone? I don't want to make my producer mad. Are you listening? If your ex is a toxic human being, a smelly piece of landfill, do not get back together with them, okay? But if the times change and you grow up and you're better people and you're still in love and you can communicate effectively, live your best life. JLo also shared the significance of the green diamond that's in her engagement ring. She said, he hands me a ring and he says, it's a green diamond. Green is my favorite color. It's also my lucky color. Obviously, it'll be my lucky color forever now. It means so much when somebody thinks about you and loves you and sees you. And it was just the most perfect moment. She also said she feels lucky because it's not often that you get a second chance at true love. Unpopular opinion, the green ring is giving ring pop. But I'm the last person whose opinion is valid on this because I hate jewelry. The first piece of jewelry that I've ever worn is my engagement ring. (laughs) And right now it's sitting on the kitchen counter. I hope my fiance is not listening to this. (laughs) Okay. It's cute. He thought about her, her favorite color, and such. But in the bath, what a scene. Like, I just need to know, when she said yes, did she get out of the tub to hug him? Like, was she completely naked, you know, like, to celebrate? Did she stay in the tub and relax afterwards? So many questions about that. Like, what if Ben walked in expecting her to be in the bath and she was actually, like, I don't know, using the restroom or something? It's not, like completely out of the realm of possibility. Very ballsy. Glad it worked out. Okay, rounding out this week's pop three, let's get to this episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey because Teresa is unhinged. Trey thought she was doing something busting Margaret, didn't she? It was giving puppy gate. So long story short, a lot of the drama this season on New Jersey is around Teresa's new man, Louie. Margaret is bringing attention to what we've all seen online, these creepy videos. Louie's ex is saying, you know, very bad things about him and serious things about him, right? So it just reminds me so much of Puppygate because now Teresa is thinking that Margaret is the one that is sending all this information to, she calls it the blogs. It's really uh, Bravo and Cocktails, which hopefully we all follow. I love. And just before sitting down to record this podcast, I saw a story from Bravo and Cocktails and said, for the record, Not that I need to say this. Margaret has never contacted me and said anything about the lover. I have received intel from several sources, none of them connected to any of the cast of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, to my knowledge. 
Teresa has been on reality TV way too long that she's subscribing to these conspiracy theories that Margaret is DMing Bravo and cocktails. Also, I cannot read Louie to save my life. I mean, of course, we all saw the creepy video. It was weird. We've all heard the statements from his exes. They're very bad. And then he gets on TV and he, you know, the plaque that he gave Teresa in remembrance of her parents who passed away. Like I was like, oh my God, what a moment. But I'm like, who is this man? I do not know. So then it all blows up. Teresa and Marge get into it in Nashville and Teresa ends up shoving like a multitude of drinks at Margaret, screaming, cussing, yelling, saying, get her out of my face. Like Teresa, she was actually never in your face. (laughs) Like even when Teresa shoved the drinks at Margaret, Margaret was across the table and that's like as close as Margaret got. I'm just going to shoot it to you straight. I'm team Margaret. I always have been. I probably always will be. People online are like, oh, Margaret isn't innocent. She does She's like, she's been violent in the past and stuff. And it's like, okay, she pushed Marty in the pool. What that happened like 10 years ago? And it was my favorite moment in reality television history. So I'm not holding it against her. And her and Marty are fine. She poured water on Danielle's head. Okay, it was water. That's not glass. That's not a plate. That's not other people's food and drinks. If Teresa pushed my Southwest spring rolls at Margaret while I was in a honky tonk in Nashville, I'd take that personally. Teresa acts like she's not on reality television. Marge has not done anything except her job as a housewife. Imagine we were watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey this season, knowing what we saw on the internet about Louie, knowing that Teresa is the mainstay, the staple cast member of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Imagine them playing the season back like they're in la la land in their love bubble and not address anything that we saw online. What would this season have been without Margaret? It would have been more of Melissa sitting at her daughter's gym sessions. Riveting. Also, you can still like a housewife or any Bravo, you know, cast member for that matter and admit to them doing something wrong. Like, I think that Teresa was wrong in the situation, but I still like her. I'm still going to watch her. You know, I'm just not going to, I don't know. It just really aggravates me when people are like, she did that and you can never like her again. Like, no, I can actually think that she did something really messed up. Take Marge's side, but also know that, you know, Teresa is going to Teresa. Okay, you guys, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. This week's deep dive is all about Vanderpump Valley. Come again. We'll get into the conspiracy theory next. Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> Michael Sarah. It's showtime. And Samuel L. Jackson. What the motherfucker kind of spaniel's going on here? Paws of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Rated PG. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this... Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. Deep 
dive time every single week on my Instagram. I open up my DMs to you, my lovely people, my lovely sisters, anything that you want to know more about, you know, you want to get the inside scoop. That's what the deep dive is all about. So this week's submission comes to us from Kelsey. Hey Morgan, this is Kelsey from Denver, Colorado. Longtime follower, first time caller, and a huge fan of the pod. So I need the tea on the Vanderpump Rules spinoff. What did you think of Andy's Vanderpump Valley slip up? And do you have any predictions for us? Thanks. Love you. Thank you, Kelsey. Love you like a sis. We are spinning, spinning, spinning at a potential slip up from Father Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live. He introduces Lala after a commercial break and he says, Lala from Vanderpump Valley. I don't know what he said, but I know he didn't say rules. He did not say Lala from Vanderpump Rules. There are differing opinions on what he does actually say. Some people think he said Valley. Some people think he said family. Some people think Allie. Now, listen, I had somebody in my comments saying he said Vanderpump Alley, referencing the alley behind Sir. Guys, I'm going to need you to do better than that. I'm going to need you to do better than that. Why would he be referencing the alley behind, sir? Okay. Get your head out of your butt. Let's get our head in the game here. It's definitely either valley or family, in my opinion. But when you introduce Lala as something other than Lala from Vanderpump Rules, it's going to cause a stir. And rumors have been spinning for years that there's going to be some kind of spinoff. I want to say close to three years because no one works at Sir anymore. No one is a poor struggling actor or a good as gold singer. You know, most of them are getting married, having babies, buying houses in the valley. Wink, wink. So some people are saying Vanderpump Family. Vanderpump Family obviously could be a show where it focused more on the original cast and their marriages, baby, and, you know, potential divorces. But Vanderpump Valley, okay, could also be interpreted as which cast members live in the valley. So I looked it up. I did a little Google search, and here is where they all live. Stassi and Bo, Mediterranean-style house is located in the Hollywood Hills and cost $1.7 million. Tom and Ariana, $2 million home in Valley Village. The Bubba's RIP, a mile away from Tom and Ariana in Valley Village. Chris and Dodie, five blocks from the former Bubba's, also in Valley Village. Jackson Brittany, $1.9 million home in Valley Glen. Very close to Sandoval, Ariana, Schwartz, Katie, and Dodie, according to what I've seen online. Sheena, kind of all over the place. Last I saw, I think she lives in Palm Springs, and I wasn't able to find exactly where Lala lives now, but she and Randall did abide once in Bel Air. Now, I'm not overly familiar with LA. I've actually never been there, but I know that the core original group lives in a five block radius of each other in the valley, V A L L. EY. So the question with that is the cast members that were fired, Stassi, Kristen, and Jax, would they be brought back after being let go? Andy has hinted at maybe regretting letting them go, at least Stassi and Kristen. He did a profile with the New York Times in December, and this is what it said. It's more interesting to sit in the moment with people that you have a rooting interest in and watch them find their way than it is just turning out the lights and forgetting it existed. That's what he said in December. Okay, so just take that how you want it. Something else I find very interesting right now is how much press Lala is doing. And she's not really promoting anything right now. You know, normally when 
a reality TV personality does the podcast circuit or the you know television show circuit. They're promoting something. I mean, the only thing that just popped into my head is Craig's been doing it recently, promoting you know his book. I work in morning radio. Anytime that we get a request, I've interviewed Lala on the radio show before, but it was when she was promoting her new book. So she's on Watch What Happens Live. She's on Tamron Hall. She's interviewing with some bigger podcasts. And we'll get there someday, babies. Don't you worry. She's talking a lot about her relationship with Randall, now being a single mom. She's really spilling it all, not leaving anything to the imagination. And we know there was a La La spinoff rumor, which I think is interesting. She's doing all this press, and there's this rumor on Dumois that Lala is going to be the main character of a new Bravo spinoff. Here's the Dumois blind. Word on the street is that this popular Bravo spinoff is getting the axe despite two main characters splitting. But due to another network crossover, they've learned it's smart to play one character on a new show. Still in planning mode, but the lead at the moment is a certain mistress, new mom, done wrong. And when you think about all the press that Lala is doing right now, that's exactly her, you know, content. She's talking about, you know, her relationship with Randall, how she has been done wrong and living life as a new mother, a single mother, and what her life is going to look like for the next year or two. The blind doesn't say in her name, but it's definitely talking about Lala. Here's what some internet people are saying. Bryce Sander, the chief Real Housewives correspondent at ET, says, a source tells me we should not be reading Andy's Vanderpump Valley slip on last night's Watch What Happens Live as a hint that a rebranded Pump Rules is on the way. The Real Housewives of New York casting crew follows me on Instagram. I don't know why, but I'm not mad about it. Said this in my comment section. I think whoever wrote the copy isn't super familiar with LA and just used Valley as a colloquial term for Los Angeles. However, the Valley is very different from Wayho, where the Pump restaurants are located. This isn't a slip up. Trust that. I don't know what that means. So here's my predictions. Where is the drama? Where is the good TV? The drama right now is with Lala. The drama is with the former castmates that have been fired. The drama is with Tom and Katie getting a divorce. I'm sorry. It's just not with James and his new girlfriend. It's no longer at Sir. It's not Ariana and Lala fighting over podcasts. You know, it's just not. What would make the best television? Now, not necessarily what is morally right or wrong because everybody has a different opinion on that. But as far as a television network is concerned, what will drive ratings? I don't know how they could do another season of the regular Vanderpump Rules. I really don't know how they could do it. My prediction, Vanderpump Valley 2023. All right, you guys, to wrap up this week's episode, I want to have a little powwow about the hit Netflix show, The Ultimatum. We are going to talk about The Ultimatum on Netflix and whether or not it is bingeable because I don't want you to waste your time. You know what I mean? I don't want you to get invested into a show, watch two episodes of it, which they're like an hour. So my God, it's an investment. And be like, I just wasted two hours of my life that I could have been re-watching The Real Housewives of New York. Right now I'm on episode five. So I know I am very behind. But let me just put you onto it this week and then maybe next week we can discuss the finale and the reunion. The Ultimatum is hosted by Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey. 
Oh my God, please help me, Jesus. Okay, that's all I'll say about that. It follows six couples where one member of the couple is giving the other member an ultimatum, marry me or we're done. So essentially they start dating, you know, within the group of 12 or whatever it is. And at the end of it, they pick somebody new to live with for three weeks that they think could be a potential match. After that three weeks, I believe they will go back to the original partner. And then at the end of that three weeks, they have to decide who they want to be with. If they want to marry the person that they came in with, if they want to go with somebody new, or if they want to leave alone. So here are the couples. I'm going to describe each couple in one word to describe them as a couple. Okay. We have Madeline and Colby. Brutal. April and Jake. Opposites. Shanique and Randall. Normal. Ray and Zay. It's going to be a nay. Lauren and Nate. Fake. Hunter and Alexis. Vanilla. It's getting so good though because right now I'm at the part where the trial marriages are starting and they're starting to get physical. So those are all the couples that came in together, but now each one of them are living with somebody different. And a Madeline, for example, she hates Colby. Like she hates him. She has absolutely no intention on marrying him. And Colby's like in tears in love with her, but he also has a little bit of douchebag to him. But you know, Madeline is now living with Randall and she really likes him and they're making out off camera. And and Madeline is telling, you know, Randall's real girlfriend, I made out with your guy off camera. She drives me nuts, but she understands the assignment of this reality TV show. She's like, I want you to know that I made out with your man and you should know he's intentional. He meant to make out with me. Even though she was so drunk in this scene, she could barely keep her eyes open. Doesn't it sound enlightening? Doesn't it sound like a great time? I'm telling you, watch this. It is bingeable. You will be way more invested in these relationships than you were in Love is Blind. You guys know my thing about Love is Blind. It's entirely too long. It's entirely too drawn out. Each episode is like an hour and 15 minutes, and I don't care. I fast forwarded through everything. But this moves so quickly because it changes so quickly. It's amazing. Go give it a watch. We'll report back next week with the finale and the reunion. You feel good? I feel good. This was a great episode. We're going to do another review push. Are you ready for it? Right now on Apple Pods, we have 327. So let's get to 350. That's a realistic expectation. And I believe in you, my people, we can do it. Spotify girlies. We're at 140 watt. Let's let's just get it to 150, okay? So come on, sisters. Just tap the five-star button and we will be crystal clear out of here. Make sure you come join me at thedip.com on my community group. Anything you want to discuss, we can do it. If you want to keep spinning about a Vanderpump Rules potential spinoff, let's do it. If you want to make fun of Chloe for Photoshopping her four-year-old, I'm sorry. It's outrageous. And nothing anyone can say will convince me otherwise. Thanks again. You know you guys keep me young. See you back here next week. And love you like a sis. Bye. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. That new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered.
See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms.